What's going on, motherfuckers? And this is Coop. And this is Flu the Coop. Making a probably mini recording here. This won't be really considered a podcast, just maybe uh, my thoughts, or this is the actual Flu the Coop section where it's a real quick one. But I uh, wanted to talk with everybody and get everybody's opinion about the this situation where it seems like if you don't hate Trump, then you are somehow a Nazi or fascist. Don't get me wrong, I allude to this in other podcasts, but I don't subscribe to any narrative. I'm judging the facts based on the facts. First and foremost, our country obviously was itching for some serious shakeup because you don't get somebody like Donald Trump, who in his own right has been controversial, you know, suing people that use your fired trademark, or maybe not suing, but trademarks the term you're fired, so opens up the possibility for actual lawsuits. But somebody that's definitely his own entity. I mean, I, I really, I guess I see it more as being a character, as a, as being, I think he's actually come out and said that he's kind of built up this persona and it's helped him in business and in, in other areas. But regardless of what's true, what's not, is he still just the persona as our president? Is he actually the person that he is? Is that why According to mainstream sources, which we all know how well we can trust those, you know, he was <clears throat> never very, um, it's apparently said that if he would ever run for president, he'd run as a Republican because Republicans are dumb. I don't know. I'm not a Republican. I'm a libertarian. I, I did vote for him. I wouldn't unleash the holy sanctimonious bullshit, but... I voted for him because, first and foremost, Hillary. Oh, fucking a Hillary. That's a that's a few hour podcast right there, and I'm sure at some point you'll get one, but I'm not going there. Uh, Donald Trump, on the other hand, was blunt. I I liked some refreshing, like instead of I'm gonna avoid how I feel about this person, this topic, this whatever it might be. It was. And that's a part of why a lot of people hate him is, oh, he's not very presidential. Well, I'm sick of the presidential that we've dealt with. And maybe it's disastrous to have somebody like him in there. I don't really understand how it even could be. Because one, we have the checks and balances. Uh, And two, the fact that there's one person leading an entire nation, is bonkers. I've covered that in my World Government podcast, whether you've heard that first or second or whatever, but I'll release it shortly after this one if this is the first one I release. But the fact remains, this person was elected. Or if you really want to get the tinfoil hats out and... Don't get me wrong, I believe in conspiracies, I believe in conspiracy theories, there's a lot out there that might even be a little bit on the fringe, I may not go as deep as Saul on the whole flat earth stuff, Mandela effect, I mean, it's not that I don't see some weird 
uh, evidence that you know he's shown me or has been you know I mean obviously coming from the internet but at the same time there's so much going on right now sometimes it's hard for me to focus on that stuff I mean there's obviously some questions that arise from some of the arguments posed by flat earth theory theorists and I think it's always healthy to keep an open mind about anything because you show me any person on this earth that knows everything that can tell you the answer and it can be proven right because if they know the answer then obviously they would know how to prove it simple as that so my take on all of this is that Donald Trump is like I said his his is kind of his own entity his own maybe it is the persona but the fact that I'm expected to hate him because of things that he has said or has done or the fact that he attacks people on Twitter or I mean and and the the whole term attacks to me is a little bit ridiculous. I mean, for the most part, well, not for the most part. I, I, I don't know what the percentages are as far as how many are just outright attacks or statements about people as opposed to a rebuttal to something said about him. I don't know. I, I don't keep up with all of that. That's not my main focus. I'm more, I guess, of a big picture kind of guy. And what this all means. And, and the Twitter banter back and forth. I don't know what you want to call it. I mean, for me, it's it's the guy actually just speaking his mind. Who knows? Is it even actually him on his phone tweeting? I mean, maybe there is some evidence that that's exactly what's going on. But it, for all we know, as, as fake and as much of a show as the government puts on for... And, and that's it's all levels, all branches, all aspects of it it's it's all a show i mean look at look at these press conferences with these press secretaries and whoever else that come out at the white house to speak about something we're gonna do this with north korea or we're gonna uh, you know enact the um the travel ban we're gonna enact this we're gonna do that you know there's there's all these spokespeople that come out a lot of times you know the press secretary but, you know, sometimes you'll have the generals or whatever come out and talk. And you're, you're telling me that none of this is for show? That there's actually an, an agenda? Or there's not actually a, an agenda that's being pushed? That's being maybe even perpetuated? Whether it's from a previous administration or, oh, we're going to make it look like this is what we're doing when really this is what we're doing. It's sleight of hand. I mean, look at corporations in general. There's constant bullshit being pushed about and proposed. So, I mean, keep an open mind. Why, why does everything have to be black and white? If you have absolute proof of something, by all means, I will jump on board if, if it's actual proof, not speculation. And I'm not saying speculation is a bad thing, or speculation can't lead to a, a a broader understanding of something, or to actually obliterate holes in a narrative. You look at something like 9/11. I mean, you're telling me. Here's my quick spiel on this. You're telling me within 
a two-hour time frame, two planes hitting, and they both come down one quicker than the other as far as, you know, one got hit. And I want to say that one actually fell first. The, the, the second one that got hit fell first. Free fall speed. And I, I'm sorry, you don't have that happen. I, I would understand if there was a, a buckling over time, but how is it that it drops and basically fills its own fo footprint? Granted, it's going to spread out and affect other buildings and other businesses, but the fact that it fell the way that it did, it's a controlled demolition. I mean, how else can you explain it? Maybe if one had fallen that way, but, oh, well, they were built the same way. Well, show me the, evid the evidence. Uh, I mean, diesel fuel is not all that volatile as far as the argument for World Trade Center 7. It, diesel fuel relies more on the actual compression of the gas with the heat source combined. I'm not saying it doesn't burn, and it does burn at a decent level, but for it to fall the way that it did, you wouldn't see where maybe one end of it collapsed where all the diesel fuel was. And even if the diesel fuel was filling the entire footprint of the building, it's not going to bring it down straight down. You're going to have hot spots. You're going to have areas that maybe are more reinforced because of, you know, say even... Um, I mean, because there were a lot of governmental agencies in that building, and that doesn't seem weird to anybody. I mean, you look at what was in the Twin Towers. I mean, there was some governmental agencies. There were some agencies that if the towers had never fallen and a lot of records weren't destroyed, because granted, this is the age where they were just starting to digitize records and keep things, and obviously they had an excuse to not digitize and keep things on record in a digital format where it could be saved to a cloud or some Pentagon server, but when you add in the factor that the day before 9-11, it was announced that we were missing $2.3 trillion, come on, I mean, and then you have two buildings fall on their footprint, owned by somebody that's well-connected with governmental agencies, well-connected worldwide with some of the richest people, the most powerful people, and had just acquired those buildings. There were serious issues with the fact that there was so much asbestos within those buildings. So... I don't know if anybody out there is familiar with what it would cost to deal with anything that contains asbestos, whether it's, you know, there was some old, uh, I don't know if it was made out of VCT or it was similar to VCT tile that was installed in a lot of, especially, you know, your big department stores. Well, unfortunately, because of the fact that that glue dries and, I mean, everything dries out. You know, after a certain period of time, and I don't know what the exact year was that we actually stopped using asbestos. It's something that would be interesting to look up. Last time I tried to look something up while I was doing this, it uh, stopped recording, so I'm not going to try that right now. But anybody out there, feel free to post that in the comments. 
And uh, also follow me on uh, Flew the Coop. Uh, the the is T H A instead of T H E. Unfortunately, the other one was taken. So, um, <clears throat> I'm on Twitter. I'm not sure if I've actually made a no. I haven't made an Instagram or a Facebook yet. But uh, check out Coop and Saul Coop, and then N, the letter, and then Saul S A U L. I'll have all that stuff kind of primed out there when I start pumping this one, but, um, you know, send in that information if, if you have it, but there was, there were serious issues with the amount of asbestos. That's actually what has led to, I know they have a, a nickname for the condition having, it's like World Trade Center long or something like that, but because of the fact that not only was there smoke, but there was a lot of dust a lot of dust that contained, unfortunately, asbestos and a lot of other things that are actually toxic that went into the building material process prior to us, well, I mean, I would assume prior to us knowing that it would cause issues because I don't imagine any rich person would be like, oh, we'll just use this as a giant fucking bomb and <laughs> infect a bunch of people. So... But yeah, that's that's what caused a lot of uh, subsequent deaths from the attacks on 9-11. But anyway, so just keep with my theory here. It's going to take a lot of money to actually go in and replace all this stuff. All the asbestos especially. The, the asbestos was, the, was one of the biggest problems. Because I know that um, I was looking at buying a house that had asbestos siding. And... In order to, you, from my understanding, you couldn't actually fix it. Because if you took it off, you kind of had to take, I don't know, to some fucked up law or whatever. I mean, and I get it. Asbestos is toxic. It's something that you don't want little kids breathing in. You don't want your neighbors. You don't want animals. You don't, you don't want anybody breathing it in. The whole fucking house should be damn near be condemned. So anyway, that deterred me from buying it. But it was like, $50,000 or some shit just to get the siding taken off. I don't know, some astronomical number. It was like over over a quarter of what the house was worth or right around a quarter. I don't remember. But anyway, so you're telling me, and, and you're talking a house. Yeah, it was a good size house, but I mean, I guess it depends on what you consider good size. It was probably maybe 3,500 square feet where 2,500 or, well, might have been bigger in square footage, but it was only probably 2,500, 3,000 livable. And I'm not saying that that's, oh, whoa, or not, oh, whoa, because the house that I live in right now is I have maybe 2,000 livable with a basement that's probably another 1,000. But it's, I mean, it's not something just for me that your eyes at. But anyway. Nice house, a lot of good updates. It actually had central air, which I unfortunately don't have. But just that factor alone, I mean, that's something that can be butthole puckering, for lack of a better term, because of the fact that, uh, you know, something were to happen or it really just starts to look run down, and who knows what the the lifespan on some of that shit is and yeah that's no not not something i really want to dig into or 
who knows, maybe they change the laws and outlaw. I mean, that's that's the problem with what we're looking at right now, people, is there's so many of these social justice warriors that, unfortunately, and I don't believe that it's actually as rampant and just everybody believes it, but mainstream media is really pushing it as this is the consensus across the world, or, well, at least America, I mean, some regards across the world, but we all know it's not. We all know our neighbors. We've talked to our neighbors. We've talked to our friends. We've talked to our family. And I'm sure that we all have differing views within our access as far as interaction. Where, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not a closed-minded son of a bitch that's just going to be like, oh, you're just a snowflake. I mean, I, I... I guess I agree with the sentiment to an extent, but I would still rather hear out their argument, try and understand it, because that's what everybody should do. Understand your opposition. Maybe you are just fucked in the head and you're like, oh, down with the Jews, or, you know, you have this Nazi ideology. Let go of that. At least enough to hear somebody else out, hear another argument, I really don't think that this Nazism, this white nationalist, neo-Nazi, whatever bullshit. And I, I, yeah, I won't go there, but. You have to see that that is not the common man's perspective. Nobody is that extreme about anything. Son of a bitch. Well, you all just get to hear me spill my beer and it's trickling down onto the floor. I'm sure my lovely lady will just be super happy when she hears this podcast. So I'm going to set you down for a minute. Start lighting that up. back to what I was saying. And you'll have to forgive me now with all this excitement going on. I don't remember exactly how we got to the World Trade Center topic, but my perspective is that there's definitely more to the story. You had jets basically running know, fighter jets running basically the, or a very similar scenario as a test drill. How is it that, and I don't recall the timelines, but looking at them and, and looking not only from the source, but then looking into what the timelines actually were, that's all suspect. Definitely look into that. Loose Change 911 is one that um, that really kind of put things into perspective to for me. And this was prior. I mean, I I went out and got a tattoo uh, the year after 911. Um, actually, it was relatively close to the anniversary. 
of uh, the first anniversary of 9/11, and you know, so I was I was very much on board with the the Bush story, the, the mainstream story that you know it was just all 100% these terrorists, and it was you know kind of a freak accident that the towers fell, and. You know, the, the biggest thing, and here I go, I said it again. I'm going to stop fucking saying that, I guarantee you. As I release more of these, you'll, you'll understand what I mean by that. But what I take away from the, the footage, the stories, the attacks themselves is I, I don't think that getting concerned I mean being conservative about it and being conservative not necessarily in a right wing or left wing view but being conservative as in realizing that A I'm not a structural engineer I have a, a relative understanding and say you know just slightly better than basic but when you have something like the World Trade Center towers, they will say, well, yeah, that's why they both fell within the same amount of time is because they were constructed at about the same time. Well, first of all, the design was to withstand impacts from airliners. And I, I want to say that they were actually designed to take a bigger impact from a, a bigger airplane than what actually hit. So, with that being said, okay, yeah, maybe there is some weakness, but how do you figure out the weakness? Do we really want to give these people that much credit? I mean... I'm going to say it, and there's going to be some people that probably are going to get really pissed off at me, and I'm not doing this in a way to try and be a dick, but first of all, looking at the wreckage from, I think it was... Pennsylvania, for some reason Kentucky sticks out in my head, but I think it was Pennsylvania where the airliner, I think it was 93, went down, and um, apparently the passengers had kind of rose up against these attackers and bum-rushed them or whatever happened, and the plane went down in a field. Okay, without additional fuel, other than the fuel that would have still been on board the plane, I'd have to look at how much fuel was even on board, but even still, like I said before, diesel fuel doesn't burn that hot. Diesel fuel is not, I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm talking about diesel fuel, it was airline fuel, but airline fuel does burn hot, but when you make impact, why do you think there's an explosion? 
You don't if if that if that plane was launched with a slingshot. There's no fuel on board. Only combustibles were maybe oxygen that was being pumped to help balance out you know the alt the difference in altitude, things like that. You're not gonna see the explosion that you see. I mean, you see the planes hit the towers. I mean, there's video of. Well, definitely a lot of video of the, the second tower being hit, but there is one video of the first tower being hit. Well, that explosion is due to a high impact causing the rupture of the tanks and then the heat from the friction to actually ignite the fuel in the jets. And I'm not saying it all burns off. It doesn't, but there's a good chunk of it that's going to be burnt off. I mean, I've... I don't know if anybody's ever done this, but if you go into an enclosed area, I had a, a large shop. I was <clears throat> showing my younger sister and my buddy. I actually might have just been, I think it was just Saul. It might have been my younger sister too, but anyway. So my mom's old garage, and it wasn't super huge, but it was like a double wide garage. And filled up a, a can all right, I'm, I'm filled up a can, and it was like a half of a pop, not even, it was like just the bottom of a pop can, put some in there and lit it on fire, and the whole floor lit up, and just by the way, I'm full of shit, because I know Coop's going to call me out on, or Saul's going to call me out on this one, um, yeah, it was totally accidental, I don't know what the fuck we were doing, but anyway. We fired it up, and the whole floor just rolled with a big flame. Burned for a minute, actually. I mean, not a minute, but it burned for a little while. Probably 15, 20 seconds, and we kind of lost our shit. We're like, oh, fuck, what the fuck? It's kind of a scary moment, but it was really cool at the same time. Because the vapor spreads. But the vapor burns up pretty quick. I don't know if I said minutes or seconds. It was like 10 to 15 seconds. But it, we weren't sure at first, because it lasted as long as it did, that it was actually going to not just keep burning forever. But anyway, we were young and dumb. And uh, I don't know why I tried to sound like I was going to be smart there. Because <laughs> I didn't want to expose my embarrassment. But uh, yeah, so so we did that. And and I think what it had... Actually, I think part of the reason why it spread was after I started it, the vapor kind of spread and I, I had the bright idea of kicking it over and I think that's where it got really fucked up because then the gas started to spread and the vapor spread even further than where the actual liquid spread. Yeah, it was a pretty uh, pretty intense situation there for a few minutes. I'm sure if my mom hears that, she's going to be like, what the fuck, you could have burnt it down. But didn't burn it down, we're all still here. I'm an asshole for even trying to pretend like I was actually being smart there. But anyway, the point being that uh, that especially gasoline, <clears throat> and I can only imagine that, that airline fuel would probably vaporize quicker and spread faster. But where's your fuel source? I mean, I think the from my understanding, the claim is that all the fuel ran down the center of the towers and melted. I don't know if it was the base or got them all super hot or what, but 
you got to understand. Here's one to maybe put this in perspective for everybody. Take the height, width, and length, which I, I'm pretty sure the buildings were squared, so the length and the width are going to be about the same. But you've got to calculate the height. And granted, you're going to have some shit in between, you know, office supplies, walls, floors, ceilings, etc., etc. Probably a bunch of insulation. But take and find the volume of the World Trade Center. And then don't even look and see how much fuel the planes would have had when they hit. Just look at what, um, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, I want to say there were 757s or 767s. You can Google it, it'll come up right away, but I think 767s is what sticks out in my mind. But find out what full tank capacity would be. And that's in, and, and find it out in volume, actual volume, how many gallons it will hold. And then do a calculation spreading it out and this is where my argument ties back in but okay yeah assuming that it let's say it's spread through the first let's be really conservative and say three floors I'm sure that you can probably even find the calculation approximately of each floor okay that would be where you'd get maximum maximum damage is if it only went down like three or four floors, right? I don't think that anybody would refute that. If you the more you spread it out, the less damage it's gonna have. I mean, one experiment and please only those that are responsible, not under the under the influence and have a ton of safety backups, even try this. I'm not suggesting it, but I'm just saying you could try something like this. If you were to take I mean, obviously, gasoline and uh, jet fuel are, are pretty different. There's definitely more volatility. Um, but just take and try and scale down those calculations that you're doing. Do it on a smaller scale. And put maybe some, like, I don't know if, I'm, I'm sure everybody knows what, well, no, no, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure most people probably don't know what ready rod is, but... It's basically threaded rod. Make it really easy for you to build something. I mean, if you wanted to build it to scale on a smaller scale and, you know, add the, the same fuel measurement in that scale, you could probably do it. But anyway, just a, a half-assed less I mean like I said these these towers were built to withstand air pack in or aircraft impact so but go with go with the weakest options that you can without going to wood go with something actually at least metal of some sort even if you're going with copper and obviously you're going to show that you'll see some weaknesses but I guarantee you I mean you could end up quadrupling or times a hundred the amount of fuel, I highly doubt that you're going to see any true 
I want. I, I would love to see actually though a an experiment where it's it's all the scale, same amount of fuel, same height. As far as yeah, if if you don't know what to scale is, then you shouldn't be doing this experiment. You're gonna blow your fucking face off. But I'd love to see that where what happens, even if you start with the best. Uh, accuracy possible as far as how much fuel would have been in the plane as to what the structure was relatively similar to but keep the structure basic don't add any reinforcements don't add the stuff that they added and just show me it and do it however you want add 10 times more fuel or whatever you want to do but I want to see somebody replicate something where it actually falls floor by floor as it appears in all of the videos when the towers are collapsing. I want to see it fall more or less floor by floor. Actually, you know what? No. I'll go back on that. All I want to see is for it to fall completely in its own footprint and fall to the same scale. Now, if you were to say, okay, well, the rubble went 600 feet high. what I don't know what the number is, how high the, the rubble piles were from the towers, but... I mean, obviously, they weren't short rubble piles or big fucking buildings. But I want to see just it fall in on itself. And granted, you know, some of the damage is probably from gravity, but it doesn't... Doesn't it make more sense, if you think about it, for it to actually maybe either break off a good chunk, you know, anywhere kind of above where the plane hit, or around where the plane hit, where that upper part kind of tips off to one side and falls, hits the ground, or hits another building, or lands on another building. How does this, and this is not taking away from any lives lost, that's the frustrating part, and that's where they really get us. They get us on the fact that we don't want to question what the official story is when a life or lives or especially when it's thousands of lives or millions of lives are lost. I mean, you don't see much coverage now about even a whole lot of foreign affairs unless it's a bottle rocket launched by North Korea. I mean, I'm not trying to de-emphasize the situation, but all he's trying to do is to get, and maybe I'm, I guess I'm no expert on it, but to me it seems like he's just trying to kind of lay his cock on the table and measure and say, hey, you know, I'm right there with you, buddy. It doesn't seem to me like actual acts of aggression. It's like a child acting out. You're not paying enough attention to me. So I'm going to go fucking... Kick the dog in the nuts. And push my sister down the stairs. Well, those are cries for help. Those are cries for... Come on. I don't know if anybody out there has ever... been in a situation where... It was pretty obvious that whatever the... Potential fight was about was not about the issue is 
even I mean, even if it wasn't just a really stupid reason to even consider throwing a fist, you've all been in that situation where you can just see that it's this acting out. It's a it's a maybe not an actual child. Might be a grown man, might be an older man, might be an old ass man. They're acting out for other reasons. And I guess the the thing that makes me the most oh what's the word I'm looking for the the thing that I guess for me to keep in mind is he's not actually pushing anybody you know what I mean this is the this is the the kid analogy yet where Kim Jong-un is more or less, and I guess this ties back to other comments that I've made as far as the, uh, my dad's stronger than your, your dad is, which evolves into my dick's bigger than your dick, which evolves into, I got more, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I guess I don't know what the evolution of that argument is, but it's still the same argument. My dad's bigger, you know, well, whatever. It's, it's, basically he wants to be recognized. He wants to be a part of everything. I mean, I, I guess I almost see it as being more of a, a, a childish acting out than I see it as an actual act of aggression. But, again, nobody ever gets the full story unless they're both deep in who knows what, but whatever the story is, he's not actually being aggressive. Yeah, he's launching some missiles. He's, I mean, he's like the rebellious kid shooting off fireworks. I mean, granted, these fireworks are potentially deadly, potentially nation-fucking-up-ing catastrophic however you want to phrase that but instead of these tests where he's throwing them over Japan and you know making supposed comments about uh, not even going to try and say it because I'm probably going to fuck it up or confuse it with something else ah fuck it Myanmar I think it was no well, maybe maybe I'm still right, but I think it was Guam. Guam, where we have a, a military installation. Claimed he was going to bomb that. Obviously, we haven't seen that happen. Not that I want it to. Obviously, God forbid. But he wants attention. Or we're just giving him attention that we just didn't give him before. I don't know what the deal is. It's, I'm sure it's probably an end around distracting us from some fucking major theft of who knows what. But (coughs) 
what it boils down to is that oh no the full story isn't actually being given to us it's never fully given to us look at the classified documents there's so many classified documents and yes there is a good argument as far as national security and this and that but that also ties <clears throat> excuse me ties back into open borders and one world government and first of all one world government's a dumb idea open borders could work but everything else has to be restructured but the classification of information i mean obviously i don't think that it's a stretch of the imagination to believe that the technology as quickly as technology has advanced in the consumer world I don't think it's absolutely ridiculous to see, to to believe that the actual technology that we have, that we know of, that we've invented on a covert level is probably who knows how many years beyond what we actually have as a consumer. I mean, look at where GPS came from. GPS came from a military R&D um, origin. I mean, it was it was military wanted to be able to track missiles, track you know troops, track all kinds of stuff, and then was like, oh well, this has actual actual application or uh, yeah applications in the civilian world. You know, help people navigate and do this and that. So, and then from there we've you know enhanced our our shipping, enhanced our uh, air flight. I mean, travel has been enhanced, uh, I mean, and, and particularly in the, com the commercial sector, uh, being able to make sure that loads get from one place to another, that there's, I mean, most, uh, uh, most semi-trailers, whether they're tankers or van trailers or whatever, they're, any of them that are traveling outside of, especially like a township, are GPS, you know, they're tracked so that their dispatchers know where they're at. And I mean, that definitely helps. And obviously, we've already seen <clears throat> the application of uh, self driving vehicles, well, obviously, integrating that with uh, satellite locations and, and GPS and navigation is going to prevent collisions. I mean, I'm sure that we have the technology to detect. A GPS tracker within inches of actually where it's at not these you know well it's within five feet or 500 feet or whatever it might be I mean it's I'm sure within probably even smaller than that you know millimeters or who knows what but that's what's going to need to be implemented next on top of these self-driving cars I mean I know that the technology isn't exactly there yet but that's all going to need to be combined well that's uh, another topic in itself and something that I'd also like to cover as far as uh, self-driving cars and, and the implications when they quote-unquote fuck up and drive you into a tree or just explode for no reason. Who knows what? And yes, we're jumping down the conspiracy rabbit, rabbit hole here. 
But that goes back to, as I was saying before, classified documents and the fact that we have all this shit that's classified. There's still shit classified from, you know, Kennedy's assassination. Well, most of the people, most of the players that may or may not have been involved, if there was anybody other than Lee Harvey Oswald, which I personally believe there was more to it than just one crazy dude in a fucking book tower that took a really good rifle shot at the president. He was the only motherfucker that did it. There wasn't anybody else acting with him. I think it was like a minute and six seconds. I don't know what the, the timing was between the two shots because there, you know, there's obviously two shots that take place, or at least it appears to be. And <clears throat> But there's still information classified from that. And we have, you know, 28 pages that have been released now from the 9-11 report that shows that the Saudis were involved, that there was money exchanging hands, that there was shelter and training being provided. There was, I mean, the list goes on. And so many people look at that 28 page, oh, what was the hype about it? Well, the Saudis were involved. That was not something that was a part of any of the provocations for war. You know, it was all Osama bin Laden, and that's all there was. Al-Qaeda and the Taliban and Iraq's uh, possession of possession of uh, weapons of mass destruction. So, <clears throat> why is it the fact that Saudi Arabia was relevant or was involved relevant? Well, the fact that Saudi Arabia was involved and we continue to do all kinds of, of transactions with them country to country and and small corporation or big corporation to their government. I mean, you look at the presidents that have given Saudi Arabia money. Look at Hillary Clinton giving Saudi Arabia money. And and to be absolutely fair and unbiased, I mean, look at the fact that Trump was over there in Saudi Arabia and that whole iconic uh, Simpsons episode that looks damn near identical to the true picture over this globe. I don't really know what the story is behind it. I haven't really looked into it, but 12-hour days make it tough to do your research. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's weird, first of all, that years before this happened, there's you know there's been all kinds of implications from the Simpsons that have alluded to what has actually happened. It's like a nine cents or nine dollars poster with the twin towers as the two ones and I mean I'm sure you've seen the memes are all over the fucking place and I've never been a, a real Simpsons follower. I've caught a few episodes and, and liked what I saw but haven't been you know balls deep and made sure I saw it every night or every week or whatever. But, I mean, it, to me, it's all relevant. It's it's still something you can't just look away from or say, oh, it was just a coincidence or, oh, it was just because of the sheer number of episodes The Simpsons have done that they've, you know, gotten these things right or coincidentally things have happened. I mean, you can't, you can't just lump all that in 
to just pure speculation. I mean, one one speculation I guess I would have as far as Trump, and this is not in any way a defense of him, because like I said, I, I'm absolutely just as critical, maybe even more critical than than some people, some people that are at least, that are only moderately. I mean, because obviously the mainstream media would say, if you don't hate Trump, then you're a, a white supremacist, or if you don't hate Trump, you're a neo-Nazi. That's bullshit. I, I, even if I hadn't voted for him, and I already, you know, kind of discussed that or did in one that I started and stopped, but, um, I voted for him based solely on the fact that I wasn't going to vote for Hillary and could not stand to see her get elected. I mean, honestly, this is the one time I've ever voted for the lesser of two evils. And I cover some other stuff as far as, you know, the criticisms over the EPA. Well, I'll, I'll post all this stuff at some point. I just don't know which post I'm going to post first. But... Um, the fact still remains that what, and please post in the comments, you know, what is it that Trump's done that's just so absolutely terrible? That's just, you got to hate him. You, if you don't hate him, you're a, you're a Nazi. And also, why can't we just as a nation just watch and say, okay, well, I want to see what he's going to do. I want to see what happens. Obviously, if it starts to get dangerous, that's a whole different story, but I guess I'm not seeing it at this point. And please enlighten me. If you see something, throw it out to me. I, you know, I've got comment section, uh, flu, so F-L-E-W, the T-H-A, coop, C-O-O-P, my name, at, or, well, at, Flew the Coop, throw me a message on Twitter. Um, I'll be making a Facebook at some point, uh, comment on the, the podcast wherever you're listening to it from. But I, I just, I, and I'm not saying he's done great things either. There's, there's stuff that's definitely suspect. But back to my original point as far as the Simpsons and the whole globe thing. I mean, knowing the kind of loose cannon and just he is who he is kind of person that Trump is, I could see him have having seen that. I mean, there's, I don't know how true they are, but reports that he spends a lot of his evenings just vegging out, watching TV. So maybe he's longtime Simpsons fan, saw that one, and, and was like, yeah, we got to do this. I don't know. But that's really neither here nor there. Grand scheme of things. Grand scheme of things is what really counts is what he does, what he doesn't do, how he goes about doing those things. Because obviously there's real world implications at every turn. With every decision that he makes, every decision that he makes which causes a whole nother effect and you know you can kind of extrapolate from there but that brings me back once again to classified information and and everybody just take a peek 
look at Loose Change 911. There's another one, and I'm truly sorry. It, I want to say it was uh, something about Twin Towers, or I don't know. Uh, there's a couple of good documentaries out there. The Loose Change 911 and the other one that I'm totally forgetting right now were both on Netflix. That's where I caught them. Um, I don't know what the recent changes Netflix is making and decisions that they're making and what they're cutting and all this other stuff. I don't know. Maybe they're, I guess I heard that they were, uh, in some pretty significant debt. Hopefully they can kind of bail out of that because some of their stuff is, is pretty good. And some of the stuff that they've put out has been good. You know, pyramid codes are another really good one. Um, but my my point is that what we really need is this lack of ego so many people want to say that my way is the way you know it's it's along the lines with re- religion you know Judaism, Christianity, Buddhism, Islam, whatever the the religion might be, this insistence on we know this is fact. Well, did God Himself or Jesus Christ or Buddha or Allah or Muhammad or Moses or whoever? It doesn't matter. Did they come and tell you this themselves? Did they show you? Did they take you back in time and say, hey, this is what happened. See, I'm showing you this. No, that's not what happened. I mean, that's... You have to be objective in your thought process. Period. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any religion or having faith. There is nothing wrong with that. But to be rigid in your views... Basing it on something that was, at the very least, translated, if you're English-speaking, multiple, multiple times. I don't know the exact number of how many times it's been translated, but you cannot tell me. Just go on Google Translation, or even speak to a professor that speaks more than one language. Tell them to translate this into this and then translate it back and I guarantee you you are not going to as long as they're being and that's the problem with a human individual they know what the original message was so they will probably translate it back to you the same way that it was translated but if you actually follow I mean there's books out there and I realize that there's nuances to every language but you're not going to get the same thing from one language to the next it's not going to happen. Even if you look at Spanish and literal translations, there are details, inflections, there's so much that's lost. And how much of some of these stories were actually based on inference or based on a, a theoretical or just a story, a, a myth, a fable, of what have you. A lot of these stories are based in that. And that's and, and I'm not saying that that takes any significance away from the story. But yet, it's still something that maybe had more of a 
internal point, something to kind of take away from it. This is actually, you know, kind of what I'm saying. It's not necessarily that this literally happened or it happened exactly the way that I said. There's a lot of things that happen. I mean, just in a story being told in the same language and then being retold in the same language that gets lost just from that translation as far as what the actual meaning was behind it. Everybody's going to take a different direction, take a different point home from any story that they hear. You can tell the exact same story to a hundred people. I guarantee you, if those hundred people were surveyed as to what was that story about, sum it up. Give me the summary of the story. And if you were to read all their answers, not having heard the original story, you're going to be so confused. Depending on if you're understanding that this was all coming from the same story, or... If you're not, and each of these individuals are telling the story to somebody else, I can only imagine how interesting it would be to hear how those individuals that were being told the story actually reiterated it, you know, recapped it, or gave a summary of, of what that story was about. So, my takeaway from this podcast, like I said, I'm still kind of working this out. I'm, I'm really new to this. So bear with me in my development. Um, I know Saul's kind of working on his stuff, and and hopefully, hopefully before I do another one of these by myself, him and I have one to put out of the both of us. But um, give me some feedback. Give me your comments. Again, it's at flu f l e w the t h a coop c o o p. Um. Give me some info. Give me some feedback. Give me questions, criticisms, all of it. I want it all. I don't. I'm. I've got the sack to take it on. So uh, let me have it. And until then, we'll see you, motherfuckers, later. Bye bye.